this is Sinta Everson from Fair Divorce, and today we're going to talk about menopause and the impact that has on divorce. And with me is Dr. Sue Palmer-Conn. She is a certified divorce coach, and she's also a, a specialist chartered psychologist and a family consultant. Sue, thank you very much for taking the time to come and chat with me. Well, thank you for having me. I've recently attended uh, a workshop that you talked extensively about divorce, uh, menopause and how that impacts relationships, separation and divorce. Would you please tell us more about that? Okay. Um, I mean, the, the whole thing about divorce is about menopause. It's called going through the change and go through the change. You certainly do. Yes, definitely. It's not just a hormonal change, your whole body changes, your mental capacity changes, your brain wiring changes. And it's a time when, when you've actually gone through it, it can be such a liberating moment for a woman. But the period running up to that can be devastating for relationships. So you were saying that you were going through menopause currently. Yes, I am uh, perimenopausal. That's what we call it. Hey? And uh -huh. uh, yes, uh, having experienced the, the night sweats, the hot flushes, the mood swings, not so much, but I'm sure it impacts a lot of women. And then a lot of physiological changes and challenges, I might add, as a result Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you just think about... The whole thing, especially the, the, the night sweats, it can be devastating for a couple who have been married for 10 or, or more years mm. to suddenly get to the stage where it's uncomfortable to be in the same room, let alone the same bed. Yes. You know, one of them wants the window wide open and the fans on, the other one might if it's middle of winter we'll want the heating on and the window shut so almost inevitably it leads to having separate bedrooms mm. but on top of that the the changes to the reproductive system when the estrogen falls not only does it stop the production of eggs and progesterone stops the production of the, the lining of the womb, which leads to the menstrual cycle. It also means that the, the vagina itself can get very dry, mm. making intercourse really painful. So put the two together, needing separate bedrooms, not having, you know, not being inclined to want to have sex or make love, put the two together and it's a, a recipe for dissatisfaction. Yes, makes sense. And the thing is that until very recently, it's been such a taboo subject that people just do not talk about it. And so partners don't understand what's happening. The woman herself might not understand what's happening because it takes a while to recognize the signs and symptoms because there's no real reliable test to say you are perimenopausal um, because it the the rate at which the hormones drop off is different yeah. in different women 
But when, when you get to 45, 50, 55, when, which is the time when people are going up, are becoming perimenopausal, then on top of that, children may be growing up and leaving home. So you've got empty nest syndrome. Um, the woman may have given up a, a career to stay at home and look after the children and help the, the husband get through and build up his career. And then all of a sudden, she's going through these big changes and as I said at the beginning, it rewires the brain. It unplugs that mummy brain where you want to where you want to look after everybody, where you want to keep the peace, where you avoid conflict at, at all costs, and unplugs the it's my time to shine brain. Mm. I it's my time to do things to make me feel better about myself. Mm. So, yeah, that's um, interesting. So we're going from a nurturing, um, mothering kind of mindset to almost becoming a bit selfish or what could be interpreted as selfish by our partners or the people yeah. around us. Yeah. Mm. And, of course, you know, if, if the partner has been used to being waited on hand and foot mm. and not helping out, all of a sudden this mummy brain's been unplugged and the woman is saying to herself, I don't want to have to look after, after an adult. Yes. I'm going to look after me. Mm. I've had my time of being the homemaker, the carer, the nurturer. It's about time I started looking after myself. Mm. And it makes perfect sense for, for an individual to get to that stage once the children are grown up and cared for and becoming independent. But I can see how that negative could possibly negatively impact a relationship. So what's the cure? Um, first and foremost, you need to talk. You mm. need to explain what's happening. You know, sort of explain this is not this is not me wanting to do this. This is my body telling me I need to do this. Mm. You know, I need to cool off at night time. So just for a short while, would you mind if we, if I slept in a room with the fans on, with the windows wide open mm -hmm. so that I'm comfortable? Otherwise I'm going to keep you awake. Um, if they've got problems with vaginal dryness and painful intercourse or breast tenderness, which is very, very common, then, you know, say, well, there's many other ways to be happy to satisfy each other. Mm -hmm. Let's try something different for a change. Let's, yeah. let's experiment for a while. We'll go back to normal eventually, but just for this period of time, I've got to, you know, look after myself. It could be an interesting time for um, new things and it could be exciting. Um, at the same time but please um, help me understand something I heard you say that it's only temporary and we, it goes back to normal how, how does that work because the hormones are dropping we've got all these physiological things happening what how do we get back to normal 
does your body become accustomed to the changes or how does it I work? Think it, I think it's a new normal. It's mm -hmm. not the old normal. It's a new normal. And, you know, there, there are ways of, of increasing the lubrication to make lovemaking easier. Mm. Once the hormones have stopped, then the breast tenderness stops. So it's, it's much more pleasant. Yeah. However, at the same time, the male libido is dropping off. Mm -hmm. And so you become much more attuned. Okay. So nature has worked it out quite well, actually, if we just be patient with it. Yes. Doesn't she always? Mm. She does. <laughs> Wonderful mother nature. So tell me in your experience as a divorce coach, uh, how does this, because sometimes uh, I've heard menopausal or perimenopausal women described as enraged or as a monster or as a bitch or whatever you might say. How, how, do, how do you deal with a person who's going through a divorce who's got all these hormonal ups and downs happening and the mood swings and the frustration and the not feeling well and all of that? Um, I'm sure you also, when the mommy brain is unplugged, you're not very keen to really negotiate or maybe even be fair in a divorce settlement. Um, it's not so much that you're not wanting to be fair. I think fairness comes into it but it's it's more that more than the woman feels it's it's time to expand mm. and wants to broaden her horizons whereas the man when it gets to 50 plus they're they're looking at being overtaken in the promotion stakes by younger colleagues mm -hmm. They're starting to lose their hair. They're starting to get middle-aged spread. So is the woman. But for a man, that sort of age is contracting. They can see things coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Whereas for a woman, the life is just starting. Then they've, they don't run the risk of getting pregnant with an unwanted pregnancy or an unexpected pregnancy. So they can plan to do whatever they want. They can start a new career. They can travel. And if their partner wants to come with them on that new journey, great. If not, then very often they, you know, they think, well, you know, if you're not, if we're going on different tracks, if I'm developing and going one way, and all you're doing is, is staying, staying the same, then are we now compatible for the next 20, 30, 40 years? Mm. Or would I be better planning this new life and making it as exciting as I can for me? Yes. It's uh, interesting. So if we are going, if women are going through, through menopause, and you are mentioning all these wonderful things that are happening at such a new, exciting time, actually, and inspiring to um, engage in new things and to pursue new goals. And the men are actually going in the opposite direction, calming down, settling down, uh, sort of slowing down also. When, yeah. um, when is the, the midlife crisis thing in all of this? Or does it coincide? 
It very often coincides because, mm -hmm. as I say, the, the woman is, is looking at freedom and the man is looking at, she's doing this to punish me. Mm. You know, she's, she's not having sex with me anymore. She wants to sleep separately. You know, it's, is that a license for me to go and off, off and find a young, younger woman? And incidentally, interesting that you say that. I've heard that so often as the reason cited for, for, for infidelity and cheating um, uh, from men's side, actually, saying that, yeah. well, I was not getting in, it, enough at home, so I, I had to find it somewhere else. And it's, uh, I've often heard men saying, well, you drove me to it because you were being nasty. And, and, and men often feel that the sex is willfully withheld from them. Um, to manipulate and things like that without maybe being aware of the fact that it's maybe just um, too uncomfortable or painful. And then also the, there's a lack of interest as part, part of uh, the perimenopausal symptoms. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as I know we, we normally associate testosterone with men rather than women, but testosterone is very closely related to estrogen and progesterone. Mm. And as the estrogen and progesterone are dropping off, so is the testosterone. Okay. And so the libido drops off, the need to have regular sex drops off. And I remember you said something interesting about the feel-good hormones. They are also impacted, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the hormones like oxytocin and dopamine are very closely related to um, the female hormones, the estrogen and the progesterone, quite rightly so, because they're there to promote bonding with, with babies. Mm. Um, we never lose our, our oxytocin completely. You know, you've only got to hug somebody and it'll mm. rise up again, but it's not there on a more permanent basis. So as, as they drop off, it's replaced with other other hormones which make us see new possibilities really and that's where, that's where the big rewiring comes in mm -hmm. well it's really interesting and i think uh maybe previously i was not quite as aware of the impact that menopause can have on a relationship so thank you for sharing all that information i'm sure there's a lot more um, if we're looking at it from a man's point of view, what can we tell them? How can we advise them to? Um, they need they need to educate themselves, mm -hmm. and this goes for whether it's a romantic partner or colleagues at work. You know that no longer can we we say, "Oh, she's hormonal. She's meant she's." Yeah perimenopausal or whatever it's not an excuse it is a physical happening mm. and therefore you know they need to be educated and I don't know what it's like in South Africa but in in the UK there's more and more organizations now are having um, menopause policies in the same way as they have maternity policies oh that's very really interesting they're having menopause policies and some organizations are now looking to have 
family breakup policies. That's very so, interesting. We don't have something like that in South Africa. Can you can you tell us more about that? What would a menopause? Um... Well, it's it's asking employers to be more flexible, mm -hmm. allowing women when they're feeling really rough or brain fog just takes over where they can't concentrate to be more flexible and allow them to to work in a much more flexible way. So when they're feeling good, work longer. When they're not feeling good, work shorter. Um, when they're feeling really grotty, to allow them to take time off. In the same way as um, you can get maternity leave, mm. then some organisations are even having flexible menopause leave. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and the million dollar question I've heard so many men ask is this brain fog thing. Is this for real? I've actually experienced it and much to my surprise, it's a really big issue at, at times. It's, it's not a fallacy. It's really true that you, your, your memory is a, your short term memory, if I remember correctly, um, that gets. A yeah, it's, 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 it's more as your brain is rewiring. The, the memory banks get mixed up, mixed up. until they until they settle down again mm. and it, it's a retrieval process a retrieval problem rather than a, a memory problem itself it's yeah. a retrieval problem yes because i find i i switch around my children's names for example which is hilarious but i i name them wrongly because I, it's like my brain is just not getting the categories right almost um, yeah sort of thing yeah I mean, you've only got to talk to people who have had COVID mm -hmm. and they, they talk about brain fog. And I think once people have, have come through COVID with the brain fog associated with that, they're far more empathetic with menopausal women. Well, that's a good thing. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so Sue, in, in your experience, um, what, do you have any idea of percentages of, of of divorces that are happening while women are going through menopause? I don't I don't quite want to say as a result of that, but that it might be a contributing factor. Yeah, it's it's very definitely a contributing factor. The the incidence of divorce in the under forties is dropping. Mm -hmm. Between forty and forty nine is the highest rate. Okay of all age groups. However, 50 and over, in the last 10 years, the divorce rate has doubled. Goodness, unbelievable. Yeah. And I think, you know, people are reassessing their lives. You know, whereas our, our parents just put up with everything and, mm -hmm. you know, had long, long marriages, which may or may not have been happy, People are now reassessing their lives and thinking, I deserve to be happy hmm. right through to my 80s and 90s. And why not? Yes, I agree. And it's also, I think, a lot easier to, to separate and divorce because we're living longer and society and the support that's there uh, allows for it to happen in, in a more secure way. Whereas previously, uh, women, for example, would have been very much more destitute if they were not in a marriage 
And these days, many more of them are, are independent or in a position to look after themselves. So that yeah. Helps. yeah, that's great. Yeah, the whole, um, the whole culture around women has changed in the last 20 years, definitely. Mm -hmm. I know when I was getting divorced 20 years ago, it was very much a stigma. I was the first of my associates to get divorced. And as a consequence, I lost a lot of friends mm -hmm. because the husbands didn't want their wives to see how much I was thriving. Mm -hmm. And the women didn't want, that, want me there in case I started to flirt with the husbands yes. who... I'd never flirted with anyway they mm. you know so it just didn't make sense but I mean I I went from strength to strength after mm. I got divorced I've I found myself and it's also uh, uh, something I think that is quite a good thing and, and fully acceptable to have more than one life so to speak you can have a few decades of being a mother and nurturing and uh, raising children and when that phase is over I think it's quite fine to move on to a next phase where you're now nurturing something else or yourself or pursuing yeah. a new career it's not a strange thing these days for women to start a new career or after 40 or after 50 even no that's it if, if you think back to even the 1940s and 50s the life expectancy was only about two thirds of what it is now. Yes, that's right. Many people didn't survive past 60. Mm. You know, that's why the retirement age was set at 60. And these days, um, very, very, um, very often people don't retire. There are people that can't see themselves not working or not having a project or something. Well, that's right. I mean, I'll be 70 in November and I've just opened the Divorce Coaching Academy. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> Going from strength to strength, indeed, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. So, in closing, what uh, golden nugget of advice can you give uh, a woman who's going through menopause and maybe still in a relationship, considering divorce, wanting to decide or feeling the need to, to make a change or break free or do something? What would you have to say? I would say, communicate mm -hmm. talk about it talk about your needs talk about your what you don't need talk about your wants and not wants and, and you know communicate your goals see if you can come to a a mutually advantageous set of goals rather than going off in different directions and for the man i would say educate 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 learn about it and be sympathetic you can't be empathetic because you, you're not going through it but you can be sympathetic don't don't take it as a personal insult when they are angry or depressed or whatever it's their hormones it's not them mm. and i think that's key it's not about the man uh, it's not a reflection on the person or the relationship necessarily it's just what you're going through and most of it uh, is also not always possible to explain and some of it doesn't yeah. make sense at times it just is what it is yeah and, and it, 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 
if you survive the the perimenopause and then right through to postmenopause, then you've done well. Okay, great. Well, let's set that as a goal. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sue. That's very interesting, and um, I think uh, we've managed to put some information out there that bring a different view on on menopause. And I like what you say about educate, educate, educate. There is always research going on about it also and new information coming to the fore. So we need to really just stay up to date. Yeah. Um, and that's the best way that we can support each other in relationships. And even if we decide to separate and go through divorce, we still need that um, that knowledge and that, that sympathy for the way yeah. forward so that we can at least divorce in a civilized way and, and, and part ways and, and still remain on a good footing with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. And I look forward to maybe chatting to you again soon. Yeah, you take care. Okay. Thank Thanks you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.